Oh, hi. Okay, let's get Barb on here. Hope everyone is all excited for another photography chat. I know I kind of am. This should be fun. We're just waiting for Barb and other people to get in here, so I'm not all by myself. Um, but Instagram says, hold on, we're telling more people that you're doing this, so thanks for having me back, Instagram. I appreciate you. It's very exciting. Yeah. It's been a busy week. It's getting chilly in Toronto. Winter's coming. The next lockdown is coming. And there's Barb! Hi, Barb. Okay, let's get... Let's get Barb on. Hi, Pete. Hey! What's up, Barb? What's up? There you are. Got it? Well, I'm yeah, hidden by know. them. I'll have to get taller. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, hey! How's it going in Saskatoon? Oh, you know, it's kind of, it's warming up. It What's was that? cold there, so. What's that? I was just saying, what's up, David? Hi, Chico. I don't know if any of my friends will come, but I told them about it. I, I had a bunch of people liking stuff, so, I mean, that that's a positive oh, sign, sweet. hopefully, oh. that people will come. Um... But yeah, it's getting it's it's been chilly here, and then yeah, summer is definitely gone. It's much sad. But your camera looks good. Yeah. Oh, you went robot. I did. Oh, sorry. I was um, adjusting the volume it's... so I can hear you better. Uh, yeah. No, oh, this is my dad. Okay. So everything's oh, good that's, now. Yeah, you know, that's kind of exciting. You know, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, David says hi. I'm I'm doing okay, David. Um, you know, how's everyone on on the chat doing? All right, we can wait for them to chat. But what's uh, what's been going on with you over in um, in Saskatoon with with photo stuff? Like, what have you been working on? Um, mostly I've been doing, well, not really with any, like just shooting with, without in, without anything really in mind. I've been kind of inspired by my mom's basement, which is a weird thing to say, but it's because I, I coveted here, if that's a word, okay. if I can make that a word. <laughs> um, like sure. I, we isolated like early on here. So, and then. Okay. Like they haven't. My mom hasn't moved in since 1974. So a lot of the okay. there's some things about this house that that have been around since I was a kid. So I started photographing the, that. So that, and then that, I go on like go on walks from here and and uh, I've been back at my studio as well. So, you know, it's somewhat normal, I guess. I don't know if you can call things normal yet. From, uh, well, no, I mean, nothing. Nothing. It it's weird now. Everything's weird. 
it's different. It's the new world. This is what, what the new yeah. normal. Yeah. Sure. All of that. Sure. <laughs> that works. Um, yeah. I, I brought a, I, how many films did I develop today? Uh, four 120 and two 35 mil. Oh, wow. You've been busy. Yeah, I kind of tend to batch. I I'm, I have a really bad habit of just throwing uh, developed film in the fridge and then just doing big batches when I do develop or exposed film in the fridge, rather. And then I have a bad habit of doing that. And then I don't know what I was what I was testing or which camera I was using. So I tend to batch them all. Take notes or something and write it on the canister, maybe. I do. I just, because I just, I had them written, I had written down, but it doesn't, I mean, I can mostly tell which camera I've used because of the way that it shoots. Oh, that's fair. Um, and because of the cameras I've brought. I didn't get to my 4x5 stuff, but, because I've been shooting some pinhole. Oh, nice. Some pinhole, the same camera that I brought with me to, uh. To Boston. To Boston, yeah. The, the faithful little Boston. guy. And then I switch it up and I go with the eight by ten, so which is sitting right next to me. Oh, I'm. I want to get into eight by ten so bad. It's just I've been trying to find a camera that's not gonna like destroy my wallet. And yeah, keep an eye on eBay. Well, um, Armand might have a line on one for me. I told him to like hang on to it for me for a bit because it would be really beautiful and amazing if I could get that one from him. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. It, I'm excited possibly about that one. But um, what's up, JP? Um, I'm trying to like not get my hopes up too high because I'm still waiting to like figure out disability shit and all that. But right. uh, 8x10 is like, that's what I want to play with next because I really want to explore 8x10 Polaroids before, hopefully they never disappear, but like before they possibly disappear. <laughs> um, that, that's way too expensive for me. Those 8x10 Polaroids are, well, yeah. it's not actually, it's not that, it's the back, it's the Polaroid back. Well, that's it, trying to, well, it, it's, like, it's a whole. That'll be like a thousand dollars. Yeah. I think. A, well, I saw one the day for like nine, $9.29. Because I was looking yeah, for JP, it, but... JP also says that he wants to shoot 8x10, but it's a whole new investment, especially with developing. So Yes. I got, just got yesterday, um, I got some E6 chemistry. It just came yesterday, so I'm going to try to do that with for my 8x10, because I have all this old, this uh, dated E6, okay. or like transparency film. So I bought some chemistry, so we'll see how that works. Oh, nice. I got the technical. I don't know if I'm supposed to be. I don't know. It's I haven't set it up yet, so we'll see. Well, we got a few people on, on here, so maybe you want to do like a, a quick um, um, introduction of yourself to like, you know, let, let the crew know. We got um, a couple, mostly people from the States, which that's cool. Most of my homies are from Americas. And hi, Kat. Um. Yeah, yeah. Say a little, say a little bit about Barb. Okay. Um. Well, I'm from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. Um, Treaty Six, homeland of the Métis. Um, the my I've been photographing. Well, I've been doing photos since I guess 
well, since high school, really. And I'm really old. Well, I'm not really old. I shouldn't say You're that. You're not really old. Um, <laughs> I've been doing it for about 25 years, um, developing black and white. I've always had a dark room in every place I've lived. Uh, I spent some time in Toronto going to school. Um, and then I dropped out of said school. So maybe we won't mention the name. Um, I do have two, two art degrees from the University of Saskatchewan, and that's all I'll say about that. Because um, I don't want to get into... <laughs> Let's get into that. Um, uh, about 13 years ago, I started developing film in coffee. So I, I got a grant and I went to Nicaragua. And I mm. went back for a show. I had a show in Nicaragua and I brought a semi-dark room. Well, I didn't bring a dark room with me. I just brought a developing tank with me and, and some fix. And then I scoured the landscape for, for uh, the rest of my supplies. Um, didn't really do much with that other than like for developing on site there because I didn't really, um, wasn't there that long, but I put up the show and, and, uh, and I photographed all the, the stuff we were doing to the land okay. and stuff and what we kind of like what they can, what we considered in the first world. Like, even just that whole statement is, you know. Um, yeah. So I, that's kind of what I was doing. I was kind of doing what we were doing to the world. And kind of, because we were like, because we use the third world as, as our waste bucket in some ways. But in some ways, there's like so much more advanced in recycling than we are. Even though that at the time, they were just kind of starting in the area for collecting things for recycling oh. as a North American person would think of North recycling. Yeah. In my, like, from the research I did doing that pro project, I mean, like, they kind of, like, they go through their garbage a whole lot more than we do. But they were also building, like, earth ships down there, and I wanted to go photograph that because it's a home made out of, like, you know, found tires and built into the land. Yeah. And, and I just kind of wanted to have, like, that whole, kind of the whole spectrum of what we were doing to the land. And also the coffee farms, because it was really cool to see where the coffee was coming from. That's I didn't really get into the politics of that with that project at that time. But, uh, yeah, it was yeah. just kind of cool showcasing the landscape and showcasing what they what they were doing um, down there. Um and then from there, I went and I thought I kind of was interested in the green man and still doing coffee developing. I do most of my black and white with coffee developing because I like the idea of having a mobile practice. So I okay. can go, like, say, when I came to Toronto and I was developing in my sink. Yeah. <laughs> and or when I went to Boston and I was, like, making a makeshift darkroom out of the, the hostel and <laughs> kind of... <laughs> they didn't know that maybe they still don't know that who knows they remember me but uh yeah I'm, i've just started developing color again i mean i had this whole break in the in the art world per se and going into the commercial world for about 10 years 10 years yeah. ago um so i did do a lot of color i own you know professional digital equipment as well I don't shoot with it that as much as I used to. I do a lot of documentation type stuff on digital, but um, um, I just find it another tool. I find that I'm more interested in film, but 
yeah. digital is just another tool to me. So I'll use it for what it's what it's good for. So um, that's wanted to say that she uh, appreciates you acknowledging the land you reside on and its treaty. And hi, Jenna. Mm -hmm. And then Kat has a question for you. What countries okay. did you do the coffee recycling Earthship research in? Uh, Nicaragua. Okay. Yeah, I went down to Nicaragua because they, yeah, because I watched The Garbage Warrior. Remember that movie by uh, Michael Reynolds? I don't think he was I've uh, doing stuff out of Taos, New Mexico, building okay. houses and stuff. And then he had this, so it's like him that kind of got me thinking about the garbage necessarily. And then a friend of mine went down there, was down in Nicaragua, and he had told me about this house they were building and about all the great stuff in the boat. And also I was interested in, like, because of the whole landscape thing, um, I also went to um, the gar the city dump, La Chireca. I'm okay. not sure of my pronunciation anymore. My Spanish has gone really downhill. Um, but they had a huge, they had the last open air garbage dump in, in, in Central America and they were covering it over into a landfill that we kind of like that North America thinks about. Yeah. Landfills. And we have like in Saskatchewan, we have like, a, like we were on the, on the prairies, right? So way back, way back, um in Saskatchewan's history we built we took our garbage and we built a mountain that was ski hill we call it the pimple on the prairies um <laughs> but that's where I learned how to downhill ski but uh that was made out of garbage yeah it's actually built it's actually it was it was built up uh, it's about half an hour outside of Saskatoon and it's it's not really used as a ski hill anymore because it became well, there was, I guess, global warming and, and all that, but there was a couple of years there where uh, we weren't producing snow, and then it was getting to be too expensive for the people. Uh, hey, I know uh, that name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's up, Allie? And, uh, yeah, so that was, that's just it. That's just kind of what I, so that's kind of what kind of started me on that project and the, the Green Man, and then I kind of was photographing people, and I had had a show of, of uh, various Kind of people that inspired me um and then it went then i went to iceland and i was kind of getting more into this mobile darkroom kind of idea even though i set it i mean it's not that hard to set up a darkroom but that was i was kind of setting up a kind of working with an idea of a space of setting up a space wherever i go so that i could go to these other workshops or other residencies and not have to have a dark room with me okay so it's kind of like more like how portable can i be and then i started getting into large format photography again because i got this uh this eight by ten camera i acquired this eight by ten camera and that's not light to carry with you because no. oh, <laughs> it's, well, it's a monorail it's it's oh, like a it's a monorail okay. it's a big it's a big um, uh... yeah i could set it up for you if you want if you want to see it <laughs> um, no, it's not like the one that Brian had on the photo walk. That one was hilarious. no, like he, he had a didn't he have um didn't he have like a, a like a field camera like yeah, a had, kind of folded into camera. a box yeah, yeah so it would it folded up and um, yeah. yeah that was the intrepid you should look into the intrepid I've heard good things about the intrepid cameras 
so that that might be the one that I go for. Um, if you want a new camera, if you don't find yeah. like an old camera. Yeah. But eight by ten, I definitely go for a. I definitely do a field camera. For what you want, for what your style of photography. Because then you could bring uh, it on the street easy. Cat, you want you want to see the eight by ten? You want to see the eight by ten, and then. Um, Aaron's asking, is there a difference of love between photography and film and video? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Because I swear, I love both in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I, I mean, I've been doing a little bit of Super 8 and 8mm. I have a couple 8mm um, film cameras, and I've been buying, like, just double standard 16mm um, film and throwing it through there. Um, but I haven't really done anything with it in terms of showing. I'm mostly, I'm kind of fooling around with like reversal baths and, and peroxide and, and, um, I can't remember his name now, but, um, the guy who's doing reversal baths for, for, uh, caffeinol, okay. which is a name that I almost never use when I talk about my coffee developing, but, uh. And, uh, but yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I've kind of, my, my film fridge is full of color, a whole bunch of color films. So I have to use it up. That's kind of where I'm going with that. 3D print an eight, eight by 10 camera. That'd That's be cool. Wild. That'd be That'd cool. Be wild. I'd, really, I'd really want to see that. <laughs> Joe can cleave. I'm not sure. Is that I'm who you're sure. talking about? Joe Van Cleave? I don't know who that is. I will have to look that up. Let me just see if I can bring up eight by ten without moving. One of your as Barb, you are such an amazing and talented friend. Aww. Who's that? Who said that? I can only see the bottom of it now. Neg four R. Oh, Fatima. Uh, Yay! <gasps> Ooh, that sounds cool. Oh, oops! A, oh uh -oh. shit! Pick it. Something was not tightened in the bag. Oh no! Oh no! This is my baby. Damn, that's a big, that's a big puppy. What what lens do you have on that? That is a uh, 360 6.8 Simar S. No. Look at it. It doesn't even fill. Look at it. It can fill the screen, and that's even when it's all squished up. <laughs> yeah, you you need to extend it out a bit when you're gonna fire that thing, right? Oh yeah, I have a whole nother, I have a whole nother rail that doesn't fit on it when it, that, that, uh, when I can Holy put it on shit. the, uh, how big are the bellows on that thing? Okay. Let me see if I can. So... No, don't, don't put, I was just curious. Like... <laughs> the bellows. Okay. Leverage. Yeah, you gotta get it on a tripod. Get it. 
iPod, which I don't have right now. That's okay. JP says, wow, that thing is amazing. <laughs> it is pretty amazing. 8x10 is really cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Oh. You're freezing. I, I'm, you're freezing too. Here, just a sec. Let me try switching. To oh, you're. Me now? Oh, I just... see. I... Can, is it, is, am I still choppy? I'm not sure why. Uh, did I did I lose you there, Barb? I'm here. I'm here. You. I'm. Huh. Okay. That's too bad. I think it's. So what's going on in Toronto? What's going on in Toronto? Um. I've got the instant film workshop coming up. Hopefully. Oh, I think. Oh, can. Go, Edgy. Hello. Are we? We're having technical difficulties. I think. <laughs> Damn internet. That's another. That's why you like film better. Yeah, that that is why I like film better because like digital problems like this. Um, but I think it's working now. Yeah. I think so. Okay, yeah, I think so. All right, cool. Um not no? Trying to People in the crowd. Me. Can you can you hear both of us? Are we both are we both messed up or I don't know. Is anyone still scroll of people anymore? Just stuck on Ah, uh, we're losing people. Wah, wah. Okay, let me let me try going. For just a sec. Oh. What's that? Are you still there? Hello, internet. Is it better now, Sarah? <laughs> She's just a blur. Well, that seems, <laughs> seems pretty normal. Well, I mean, you would have been completely blurry if you used your old phone, right? <laughs> <laughs> I would have been just a, <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have been able to see anything. <laughs> okay, I think, I think we're back because you you were okay. longer blurry, and huzzah! Um, so you were you asked me about Toronto. Yeah, I did ask you about Toronto. What's going on? Yeah. You said you were talking about a a workshop you're doing. Yeah, right? so I'm supposed to do an instant film workshop with Gallery Forty Four um, in March, and then nice. the world ended. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that was a whole i mean we're still living in it you know we're we're in the new world right um yeah. but they approached me and they're like hey now that like we're out of lockdown 1.0 and on the verge of lockdown 2.0 do you want to do that workshop and i was like yeah let's do it as soon as possible before like you know we end up stuck in our boxes again so um october 3rd um i've got hi jess um I, i've got um hopefully eight people coming to have some um pandemic friendly fun um like the original idea which i can't do now which i'm sort of bummed out about was that like i was gonna have a bunch of different instant film cameras so everyone can try each different kind and then like get oh. a feel like instax like try a, um, a mini, a square, a wide, um, have a bunch of different types of Polaroids so everyone can try like every format kind of thing. Um, that was the original idea. That is not COVID friendly. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Come get your COVID <laughs> and your Polaroid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they were like, well, maybe if we like disinfect each camera and I'm like, oh my God, like that's going to be like such a pain in the ass. Like every time everyone takes a, a shot, disinfect the camera you know, switch. So yeah, new plan uh, is I will have a bunch of the different cameras there for people to check out before we go on the photo walk. Um, so they can like see them and like, you know, I can take some shots of them with them or whatever if they want to have like shots on different formats. But then for the photo walk, um, everyone's going to get their own camera. So Polaroid is loaning me two one step pluses and I've got a one step plus my own. And then the other five people we'll get a uh, Sun 660 autofocus box camera. Um, so nice. everyone have their own camera. Yeah. And, the, you know, people are going to have to fight over the one steps if they want that. I'm sure there's going to be some people that will just want something where they don't have to think about it and push a button. And the uh, Sun 660 is perfect for that. Yeah. And I'm sure that there's going to be some people who bring their own Polaroids too, probably. Yeah, I mean, as long as they, if, if they bring something that works with 600 film, that's fine, because that's the film that I'm going to have on hand. Because, like, the idea is um, every participant, I want them to have two packs of film, a color and a black and white. Um, and then they can go, we're going to do a walk through Kensington and Chinatown, and they can go take some pictures. Um, and I was also thinking it might be fun to get everyone an Ilford disposable. Um, oh yeah. So, and Downtown Camera is gonna work a deal for me so that they'll get free developing basically. Um, so, nice. yeah. So everyone will get to play with a Polaroid. They get to keep all the shots that they take from the event, and then they'll have a disposable camera that they can, you know, do whatever they want. Like take shots with it there, take shots later. Hi, John. Um, and then get them developed a Downtown Camera. So that's the idea for this workshop. I was trying to get Lomography to donate some disposables but lamography is like oh polaroid's already sponsoring this one we'll get you on the next one <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, like, they don't work well with others <laughs> yeah they're like yeah, we, we kind of don't want to like dip into other people's kool-aid and i'm like well mm -hmm. i mean why not um but I think it'll oh, be fun. It'll be cool in they, Toronto. They and, we'll do it for the next one. We have a sponsor already for another workshop, so it all works out. Well, they they were like, they they were like, 
let's talk about something more dedicated that could be like focused on lamography. So mm -hmm. that could be kind of cool. Like maybe I'll talk to their marketing people about like trying to do something to promote lam uh, promote lamography here because I think you can do something similar with Polaroid in Canada because they don't really have um, much of a presence up here. Um, so that'd be kind of cool to do some shit with them. And it's been cool lining up with um, with the marketing people at Polaroid and you know how awesome and supportive they've been about stuff. Um, yeah, so it's been neat. Like Toronto's oh, been really interesting. Um, you know, I mean, more interesting. I've heard that pandemic. <laughs> so yeah. you heard what? Well, I I just saw on the news that um, uh, what's his name was uh gonna have a hard hard nose approach to uh, COVID and and mask wearing. Who? Again, um. Your provincial guy, um, Ford. Oh, I don't remember which Ford it is, though. Doug, yeah, that Doug, guy. Right. He looks like he looks like was the bad guy from um, Back to Biff. He looks like Biff Tan and fuck the troll doll. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's he, priceless. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that's what that guy looked like. He looks like a troll doll, and, and him like you know the, the the they fucked, and then that's Doug Ford. Like I mean, he's such a piece of garbage. I don't like that guy. Um, yeah, that's just I like not his brother a lot more because he was more ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, we <laughs> just really liked your reaction. It's I mean it's true. I'm really good at like doing the the combinations of people. Um, only <laughs> uglier. <laughs> and yes, David, he is a cracking camera. I did see your comment earlier. Um, what's up, Carly? Downtown camera representing up in here. All right, nice. Uh, yeah. How's your developing going? My developing? Yeah. Are you getting lots uh, of use out of the tank? <laughs> yes, you... I do every now and then but um i just since the accident i haven't really been doing like a lot of my own shit because i just can't as much um yeah no that makes sense yeah it's been fun like even something is like a headlight burnt out on my car and yeah. it's like a fancy headlight and shit and it's expensive it's like a 300 hundred dollar fucking light bulb which um so i was like I thought about trying to fuck around with it and I'm like, I don't want to ruin a $300 light bulb and then have to buy another one. Like I'm, so I'm going to have to like just pay someone else to do it because I can't even put a light bulb in my car right now. So brain injuries are fun. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yo, is any anyone in the crowd have like developing questions or like you know alternative process questions or like large format questions for Barb because she she knows stuff, so you know. A little. Give yourself a bit more credit, dude. Well, I just uh, turf two rolls of film, so but two out of six isn't bad. Oh. Well, I mean, it's been a while too, right? <clears throat> 
Um, well, yeah, I guess it's been a couple weeks. Yeah. Was it 35 mil or 120? The 35 turned out. It was two 120 rolls that didn't. Yeah, see, 120 is such an asshole to get. Like, I hate, because you can't just, like, do the thing with it. It's just, I I did 120 myself a couple of times and then decided, fuck that, I'm just going to bring it to the lab. Oh, I like I like doing 120 in the on the Patterson tanks. They're pretty. I find them well. They're good. Once you get it, you're good. But yeah, sometimes you hit a you hit like a, a like you get a really curly roll. Yeah. And then it takes forever, and then I feel like a I feel like it's my first time doing it, and I'm spending like too long in the dark. <laughs> 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 Shut up! I know that sounded dirty. (laughs) If you have a dirty mind, (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about at all. I'm very no. (laughs) Um, I do. I do want to get a bigger Patterson tank so that I could get one of those mod fifty fours, though. Um, so I. Oh yeah, I have one of those. They're cool. Just over, I, just I over my my uh, left shoulder. Oh, nice. Um, Sarah says you need to be zen with your reels. One twenty, mm-hmm. no problem. Yeah. See, I'm not good at that, really. No. You'll get it. Well, do it okay, lot. So when I'm doing it at home, I kind of really hate doing it at home because when I'm using the dark bag. Um, it fucks with my brain a lot because like my hands are inside the bag and my hands are getting like sweaty and weird and it's like really warm in the bag, but the rest of my body is like a normal temperature. So it starts like giving me like a little bit of like an anxiety attack because I'm like, (laughs) I just want to pull my hands out of this hot sweaty bag. But then if I do it, it ruins all the film. I'm like, I hate this so much. Um, (laughs) So I, I understand. That's why, and especially now since the the brain stuff, it's like even worse. Um, which Gallery Forty Four wasn't bad though, because there's like a dark room that you could like. It's a film changing room that's dark and creepy, yeah. and it's weird when you're there by yourself at like one in the morning, and you're like, you know, you're not alone because there's ghosts in the building. But um, that's weird. Well, but I've got a tent. You just oh, gotta tent? put tent pegs in it. Yeah, I guess. But I just don't like it. Just uh, even thinking about it right now, it just it fucking yeah. makes me feel gross. No, I it. agree with I agree with them. Dark bags are gross. Community bags, right? Jason has but, a question. Um, the oldest expired pack film you've shot that rendered images? Huh? Pack film? Yeah. Like Polaroid? I, yeah, I guess so. Um. Well, I have well, I have some four by five stuff from like nineteen ninety six, ninety eight, ninety eight. That still was good. Although I just shot some Impossible Project film, I shot the whole all eight exposures, and I got nothing. Uh, so, well, Impossible was that's diff- their formulas were a bit more experimental. Yeah, I um, know. I've shot some four by five that was I think ninety four, ninety six that still worked. And then yeah. I had some Polacolor 100, I think, that also that also really worked okay. 
Yeah, I've got um, some. Um, sorry, some go film, thirty-five millimeter that somebody gave donated to me uh, from nineteen fifty-six in a Shit. in a can, but it's been in my fridge, so I don't know. I haven't. I wanted to find something that was worthwhile shooting for that. That was That's something cool. that I could repeat. Um, and you know? Scott has a question. They've always wanted to try home film development. Do people still use red lights in dark rooms to see, or does it have to be totally dark? Um, your laptop. It has to be run. totally dark for loading your film. Your film will be sensitive unless you go really all out and get like um, there is a like a green filter you can get, but. Or orthochromatic. You just need to load your film into like a daylight tank, and then you can develop it anywhere. Yeah. So to so, do yeah, that, they do use like still in the in the darkroom for paper because paper's not sensitive to that that light that part of the light spectrum, but uh, or amber lights in the darkroom. Yeah. But yeah, with film, it's sensitive to all, so you kind of can't. That's why you got to use the humidity bag to load it into the, the daylight tank. Yep. Or create yourself a pitch black dark room so that you can. That's true. With the ghosts. Lock in your, your windows. Yeah. It's not that hard. That's what she you said. You can do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> um, What's up, Paul? Uh, JP, I am thinking about the 4x5 Instax back, but I'm not totally sure. Um, I think, like, the next big thing that I want to get is an 8x10. So that'll be, that's my, like, that's the next focus. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, like, sitting in, like, 50 cameras right now. It's a little fucking ridiculous. Um, keep a yeah, little dark room in my... Well, I mean, that's what my heart is, right? <laughs> it's a little dark room in my soul. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a collector <laughs> myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't it's... turn down a good deal. That's how I wound up with my first 4x5, was that I was, like, looking up something else completely, well, not completely different, but I and then I saw this Cambo on online. I'm like, that is a really good price. I like, I can't leave that here, so I bought it. What did you get your Cambo for? Uh, it was about um, it was about five hundred. It wasn't. I mean, like, it wasn't cheap, cheap, but uh, it was a pretty good That's deal. Because it came with the lens and a few backs and a few or film holders and and stuff. It was probably the most I've ever spent on any any camera, other than my digital. But because uh, I don't, I tend not to buy new new cameras. That's fair. And like I, I, uh, I have an RB, like a Mamiya RB that we got because we were they were selling the uh, like a camera store or like a he's telling your story about the RV. He always was uh selling off equipment and so I got that for like $150 and uh yeah I guess I I kind of I did spend some money on my Hasselblad but 
on your now oh, you, that, you won't come back with a start talking about the half the blood. Yeah, you scared me <laughs> off with the happy talk. <laughs> but I had to have it. It was a. It's a. I wanted a camera that um, that belonged to uh, one of my sponsor when he was selling up some gear. So it's a camera that's personal to me. It's not necessarily because of the blad that I bought it. It was because of the owner. Um, yeah, you said it was like a professor of yours, or no, my mentor in the Professional Photographers Association. Um, What's up, Brian? Okay, so I'm it's a, a very, very special camera. Yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah, and it's a super wide too, so it's not the regular. <laughs> Were you getting awkward <laughs> in your photo? Awkward. No, I'm I'm covered up by text right now in in my world. <laughs> should uh, I, I should I share to... off my? Mm -hmm. No, that's cool. I got I got the shot there. Okay. Welcome, Brian. Glad to have you in here. This should is... I show off my my collection that I brought with me? Sure. Okay, we're gonna go for a walk. Okay. Hopefully, the connection stays good. So. How do I switch? Oh, there. I this feels Blair Witchy right now. This is my shelf. My back. So there's my Bronicas. What? They both work now. Oh, nice. Because I. Hi, Bron. Um. That's right. There's my my uh, you know, like a wannabe. It's as close to a Leica as I'm going to get. There's the... This is the Hasselblad Super Wide. Is it a Bessa or... Oh, nice. The which? Sorry, What's you were saying? Leica one? Oh, it's a Canonet. Is, like is it a Rush? Oh, the Canonets are really nice. Yeah, I like it. Well, yeah, it's the only range finder I have. So. Oh, that's <laughs> digital. We don't care about digital. The digital? Are you uh, laughing at my digital stuff? If this ends with standing in the corner. Oh, I... No, no, no. David made a comment. If this ends with someone standing in the corner, I'm out. <laughs> if what? Sorry, if what? <laughs> the comments. If, if it ends with someone standing in the corner, he's out. because. I, I... There's my... What's yeah, that? I guess that's it. I don't really have that much stuff here. How about I still, you again? Still a nice collection. Well, most of my stuff's just still at the studio, so this is okay. just what I brought with me to is that like the, play with during COVID. And that was mostly that's fair. Good old COVID yeah. times. Yeah, good old COVID, and back in. Uh, yeah. Back in yeah, from from where all good things come. Thanks, COVID. Yeah, thanks, COVID. <laughs> yeah, it's, it'll be like the new thanks, Obama. What's up, Martina? Um, I'll read the comments. I'm only I'm like way behind on the comments. Oh, maybe scroll because you might you might have. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. David says that's a cool bunch of cameras. It is a cool bunch of cameras. Oops, what am I doing? And Brian, Brian said he wants your hassie. 
I'm not giving it up. I'll have to die first. Yeah, I think I need to do okay. a camera purge because, like, there's a bunch of cameras I have that I don't really actually use, and I should probably just let them go so that other people could use them. Jess asks, if someone wanted to get into photography, what camera would you suggest for easy learning? Well, see, that, that's so that's a tough question. It's like, do you want to do film or do you... what's that? Sorry, I said Pentax K1000 for film. Yeah, Pentax K1000 is good. The the Canon AE1, yes, yeah. is, is good for you for film. Nikon F2s are great. I so the Nikon F75. I think is a great starter camera because it has an auto mode so that if you're a little scared of shooting film at first, you can rock the auto mode and get comfortable with it. And then you can go into the manual functions when you want to get a little braver. Like the, the F75 is a cool starter camera for that, but it's a little more digital than the K1000 mm -hmm. would be. Um, <clears throat> for digital cameras, if you want to get into digital cameras, um, the Canon Rebels are really great cameras. Um, Canon has probably some of the best Wi-Fi functionality for you to dump onto your phone from from the camera if you want to like post on the grams and stuff like that. Um, as much as it pains me to say, because like I'm I'm a Nikon diehard. Um, yeah, that's surprising. Yeah, well, Canons are a great starter camera, and the prices are really quite reasonable for for some of their starter cameras. Um, if you're like wanting to do like that kind of like social media stuff and all that, like the, the Canon digital, they're definitely worth looking at. Um, so I, I'd probably like maybe lean towards that. Jess is like, you know, um, it's some, a, a Canon for digital. If you want to get into it, their point and shoots are really beautiful too. Like I have a, a Canon G nine X that um, I love to death for taking just like candid pictures. It's a great little traveling camera. I've had that one for years. Um, so yeah, Canon's a great place to start. I like Nikon personally a lot more because there's a, there's a lot more lens options with Nikon but because they, they didn't change their camera mount for like fucking decades. Like the F mount has been around from like the late sixties until now. Um, they just added like the Z mount, like what last year, or, like the year before, but like F mount is still like the de facto like mount for that. So that's why I like shooting Nikon personally. Nikon is... and Pentax never changed their lens mounts. Right. Yeah. Cause it's the K mount. Uh -huh. Like on... Canon is known for that. Like even way back before digital, when I worked at the camera store, not the camera store, um, a camera store, um, I worked at Motion Picture and Sound, I think it was called. And okay. uh, I still made my biggest sale because I, I said I wouldn't buy Canon to save my life because they always change their lens mounts. And then now I have Canon digital. So, you know. Well, and Brian also mentioned <laughs> the, the camera god. <clears throat> That's fun, the camera gods. Uh, Brian also mentioned the Nikon F100, which is a badass it's film camera i i have i have one i've had several the f80 is also a really good mm -hmm. starter camera too um and like you know my my nikon f5 i love this is like my ride and die i love this guy 
Um, this is a beautiful camera. Brian shoots an F5 as well, too. Um, yeah, those are great cameras. Um, but Martina's right. Canons are amazing starter cameras. Um, you know, their Wi-Fi functionality is way better than Nikon's, honestly. Like, I bought the dongle for mm -hmm. my D610, and it's fucking worthless. Like, <laughs> it never works right. Um, so I just gave up on ever trying to use, like, Wi-Fi downloading with, uh, with that camera. Um, I've never tried it with my Canon. I've never, I just download and old school it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's what the kids do these days though, right? I guess, <laughs> I guess I got to get up on my Instagram. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is, this is but... your first step. You're, you're all up on the grams. So <laughs> Well, so some of them do, yeah, Martina's right. Like well, it, depends, use... it depends on which lenses you have, though. Yeah. And Canon, mm -hmm. does make, Canon does make, uh like, adapter rings for most of their Yeah, their there's lenses. adapter rings. And then also, like, when you're looking at digital, there's a difference between, like, full frame and crop frame sensors as well, too. So it's like um, all old film camera lenses are full frame lenses. And if you use a full frame lens on a crop sensor digital, which most digitals are because the crop sensors are the cheaper ones, you end up with multiplication factor. So if it's like, if it's a 50 mil lens, it ends up being like what, like a 68 mil or like 70 mil lens equivalent kind of thing. Cause it's like times like 1.25 or something or like 1.5. So it depends on, yeah. Yeah, it depends on like the, the lens and like the, the camera body and stuff. But that's one like, you can use the old lenses on digital bodies, but that is something to keep in mind if you buy a crop sensor camera. Um, full sensor cameras, you don't have that problem because like it, the sensor is designed to be like a 35 millimeter equivalent. So when you put that lens on it, it'll behave on that digital the same way it would behave on a film, um, which is why I bought the D610 because I was tired of carrying two camera bodies and two sets of lenses because I had like a D300 um, with all the crop lenses and that was really fucking annoying. So the D610 makes it easy because I can just pack one set of lenses and then the bodies, but then it usually just sits in the bag, even though I bring it places and never use it because it's like, you know, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> <laughs> I find that now when, if I bring, yeah, I kind of do that too. Cause even last summer, or last spring, when I was in Toronto, I had my digital camera, and I think I brought it out, like, and took maybe six photos on my card. Oh, you're gone again. I'm gone? Oh, no, no. It was just a momentary. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's Anyhow, the same thing um, the trip. yeah. Um, I find that if I want to shoot with my digital camera, I have to just bring my digital camera. That's fair, yeah. If I have a film camera, I'll like, just default to the film. It's easier because like, what I hate with digital is all the editing you have to do after. I hate it. I hate it so much. Because <laughs> you don't develop your own film. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's true. Because, like, it's so easy. I just take my film to downtown camera and like throw money at it and they text me scans the next day and I'm like 
I have a stack of negatives sitting on my scanner. Yeah, I, I, hate, I hate scanning. Like all okay, so I do develop sometimes, but only when I can print in the dark room. Because all the shit that I've developed myself, I've never scanned any of it. So like I have this like binder of all of these photos I've taken that don't exist anywhere else but that binder because I'm too lazy to scan them. I'm just behind. I have a big stack of scanning to do. Although I tend That's... to scan things for, it depends on what I'm doing. I tend to, I do do a lot of quick scans. Like I'll put the uh, the uh, uh, print file like down on the scanner and make a contact sheet so I can quickly okay. see them. Um up Caroline and then yeah I don't then I kind of like I'm more picky and choosy about like what I scan high res um and then it kind of depends like I tend to make prints I make small prints and then I scan those prints for my for like a show depending on how big I want to go well that answers kind of, Jason's it really depends on what I'm doing again it's just another tool to me as to how I get my images out. And Brian asks if you do proof sheets. Of digital stuff? No. Of, I do the con, I do, I will still work with contact sheets. Yes. But I'm not that, I'm not, I don't like make custom contact sheets or anything. Mostly it's just so I have the reference and the positive. I'm pretty good at going from the negative to 16 by 20 if I want to. Um, I've always been that way. I look at the negative and go, like, yep, this one will be big. And I make watch it big. Watch out, we got a badass <laughs> over here. The what? The what? I said, watch out, we got a badass over here. Who's that, uh -oh. me? Did our connection? Yeah, you're the badass. <laughs> uh, Martina says they miss working in a dark room. I miss working in a dark room, too. Me, too. Apparently, yeah. 44 one reopened, but like, I don't know. I'll go at some point, maybe. I I, I had this whole Kim's Convenience open. thing that I was going to make for a friend that then the world ended. And I still have like a locker that's full of like paper and chemicals. I don't even know if they're good, though. I can't even remember the combination to the locker anymore. It's been so long. At Gallery 44? Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, we have to pay dues again soon, which I'm like a tiny little bit salty about because I'm like, what the fuck you mean dues? I haven't had to, I, I haven't got to use the place in like six months. <laughs> they aren't extending it. I guess not. I don't know. Um, Brian says, how do you do the sheets to tag your twin checks? Um. I well. Or sorry, how I guess do you I just need contact sheets. To tag your twin checks. Are Brian, you talking? Brian... Oh, you're talking about digital, like when you scan them. Do you do proof sheets? I'm not sure, Brian. Oh. Can you clarify that?
Also, Brian's an interesting cat because he's like one of the owners of Underdog Film Lab down in Oakland, oh, California. Represent, and they run a bunch of dip dunk machines. And you know, he's an all-around cool cat. If you don't follow Brian Brooks, you should follow Brian underscore Brooks on the Instagrams. Can I do that from here, or do I have to do that later? I'll do that later. I think you'll have to do that after. But you know, you definitely yeah. should follow him. He also he always has some spicy photos in the mix, but. He's also a fantastic human, so you know, glad to know the dude. Um, he said you mentioned yeah. scanning print files. Oh, I meant like the like the negative preserves, like the the print file brand negative sheets. So I just oh like put my negatives in there, then scan the negatives through the plastic. So it's not that great quality, but it's it still will give me that reference in the positive. JP and kind says, of see how digital, like, how the computer interprets them as well. So do you just throw that in, like, a regular scanner, or do you have, like, a scanner that has a backlight for doing negatives? I have a, like, it's um a 4990. It's, like, really old, and I can't update my computer software, my OS, without uh, losing operational capabilities. But, uh, yeah, it's an old 4990 Epson. Okay scanner so it's got yeah it's for negatives it's 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 got a an array missing so i have this line through everything too so i have to kind of when i'm scanning for real i have to have it marked where i can scan so it makes it kind of frustrating for eight by ten for when i scan my eight by tens but uh it might be time i need a new scanner maybe that'll be my next thing but Eight by ten, you you can just make a contact sheet. You can do that with a light bulb, so I can That's... get positive um, in my studio, and then I'll then enough. I'll get I'll get enough of a reference. So if I need something really scanned, I can take it elsewhere or go to the nice. the artist run centers in town, use their stuff if I have to. That's very cool. School. Yeah. Well, we're we're coming up on the the top of the hour here. Instagram's got the countdown for me. Um, Brian has one quick question, then we'll wrap it up. Yes, how do you tie them back to the negatives to find negs to rescan? Just curious on how others do it. Oh, I've got a coding system. When I when I because um, I take the negative number um, on the negative, and then I have like a a job code that I that I write on the kind of like a twin check number, but a, a code for what I'm, that I've written so, on, yeah. right on the, the print file, so that I can always go back to that. I think you answered Brian's question. And we, we're coming up, we got 50 seconds left. Barb, thank you so much for joining me on this adventure that I've started now. You know, I appreciate you being number seven here. Um, thank you everyone for tuning in and spending this time with us. Uh, apologize for the technical difficulties there. Um, next week, um, Eric Bouvet is going to be joining me from Film Photographic and that should be really cool. So, you know, thanks guys for like hanging out with me on these photography chats and like I really appreciate everyone spending this time, you know, love you guys. And thanks thank you so much. Yeah, it was great to see you virtually. It was great. Yeah, it's great to talk to you in person, or ish. Yeah. <laughs>
And we're about to lose, so 